In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me, as always, is my trusty, my trusty friend, my colleague, my brother, um, my my just just my pal, my all around ride or die, the one, the only. Kumbawa, Josh. Namaiwa, Travis Des. I love that. I love that you can speak Japanese, <laughs> and that. If you don't speak Japanese, Travis is not being a terrible human being. He's actually, <laughs> he's actually speaking Japanese. Because uh, on this episode today, on this on this uh, comic exposure episode, sometimes Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels or trades. We delve and we mine for things to read so that we can talk about them Oprah style so that you can listen in and maybe participate. them Oprah style. Boom, boom, I boom, boom, almost, boom, 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 I almost boom. made the joke. <laughs> I almost made the ga- the Gangnam style joke, but I didn't. Um, and I'm Probably glad better. you did. Uh, yeah, well, one of us has to make those I'll jokes. Take I'll take the heads. I'll take the heads. So on this episode today, Travis and I want to talk a little bit about the last episode we did. We, we, we read Scott Pilgrim, a Western manga i think if you want to if you want to kind of title it that way i think it fits into that sort of concept that idea that sensibility child of manga yeah with sunday comic strips and manga but i want to kind of talk a little bit about travis today i want i want to talk you sir we talked about it on the christmas club or christmas christmas list episode if you listen to our comic book christmas list travis talked about reading one piece yeah a diving into a a manga, which to me, I was like, you did what? Yeah. Because Travis, we've had this conversation. You grew up in Japan. Yeah. And no like, interest in it. had no interest in it at all. All the things that me as a, as like a dude from America, who's like, I love Godzilla. I love Ultraman. Wah, wah. And Travis is like, no, dude, I don't, there's nothing about any of that. That sounds good. Yeah. And you like worked in Japan. Like you lived in Japan as an adult. 23 years kid. of my life. 23 oh my god travis that's more than half of your life was yeah in japan that's so bizarre is that yeah. weird to you to say out loud yeah is that weird is. yeah especially <laughs> i'm approaching a, a a certain birthday coming up <laughs> <laughs> so travis let's 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 talk a little bit about um well let me, let me start about, there since you, yeah. you you set that up with the sense of yeah. you know like our kind of like our maybe why we, we read so many comics, but some few of them are ma- manga. Like you said, yeah. I grew up in a- Asia. And so, I mean, the aesthetics of manga were all around. Now, yeah. am I fluent enough in Japanese where I could pick up a Japanese manga and just like start consuming it easily? No, not in, by no means. Um, but, you know, um, you, you would think like, oh, yeah, I see this everywhere. I could track down an American version of it or I have friends that would, you know, do it or whatever it is. And I think it it goes for a lot of things where you grow up in a place and there's two routes you can go. You can either be all in or you can be all out. Right. And there's the contrarian. And I think it's like, if you grow up in Arizona, you can be a cowboy. You can be the rancher type. We had some of those at the high school we both taught at, you know, where they're like dipping at 14 and they get wear belt buckles and they have a horse. Yeah. Uh, Or you'd be the exact opposite. Be like, no, that I am not about any of that stuff. I think just the contrarian part of me was like, no, I just, I'm not interested in it. Like I, it wasn't at that point. It's not exotic. The exotic of it, this of it isn't there. 
right? Well, because you I, live in yeah. it, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think in the early days of manga, when it was, you know, kind of first wave of it really being imported to the States in like the 90s where people get into it, I think the attraction was more the exoticness, right? Just the initial sense of like, hey, this is different. Now, I think it's, as we'll talk about, I think it's gone beyond that as sales will show as they're out, you know, one... Oh, a Japanese sure. series, I, I uh, was doing some research, outsold the entire uh, uh, DC and Marvel comics lines. Right. Which yeah. is which is wild. I want to talk a little. So, so Travis, having grown up in, in Asia and having not been that, I mean, we've we've read one real manga on this podcast. Hero. We yeah. read uh, I Am Hero, I am which Hero. is sort of a, a um, zombie post-apocalyptic super Japanese like that that's like, one dude has one yeah. gun like the only guy who has a gun in his prefecture weird uh, sexual jokes uh you know like sweaty art uh yeah <laughs> yeah but very very manga right and and so I want to talk a little bit about Travis you what got you to pick up one piece what's the thing that made you go okay I want to I want to read this and then what kept you going on it after after so long of being like, you know, that's not my thing. How did it become well, your thing? Not that you're like, not that you're just like reading all the manga now, but what made you dip yeah. your toe in that and made you try that thing? Well, you know, cause you're being around teenagers uh, all day. And, you know, I, especially with what I'm teaching now, where I'm kind of curating classes and, and, and really get to put my taste to the students yeah. and turn it into lessons. Um, I was like, Oh, this seems kind of one-sided. Um, and it just seems like, you know, teach and preach and like, Hey, this is good and whatever it is. And, um, so I got into it with the, the one piece because I, you know, as kids I saw with one piece shirts that were part of my drama thing. And I was talking to them about it and they were, I was like, Oh, what's this hat about? And what's the shirt about? And I'm like, yeah, I've heard about that. And I've seen that at, like comic cons. And they're like, yeah, and you should, you should read it. And they're going to have a show coming out. Like comes out in like a, like a month. And I was like, okay. I'm like, well, yeah, let me, let me jump, let me, let me dip my toes into it before the show comes yeah. out so I can just, just get under the limbo under the wire and be like, yeah, I read it. And then uh, the show <laughs> came out and I yeah. saw, you know, um, because I, I was like, oh, is it like an animated show? Is it just one of those things that they're going to dub? Like, no, it's like a full, and I looked at the trailer to it and I was like, okay, yeah. let me, let me read the source material. Um, and then, they had it again. It was one of those things where the first couple were, I think, were free uh, on Kindle, so those are easy to consume. And then the rest were like a really low price point for each of the books, like eight bucks, you know, for several right. hundred page book. Um, and there is something about manga. Uh, we saw, we talked a little about, uh, talked a little bit about it last episode with Scott Pilgrim, where it because it's completely uh, serial. Um, yes. Uh, lies uh, that you. It's just so. I got to I got to see what happens next. I got to see what happens next. Um, and which is different than a lot of American comics, where we're constantly jumping back or resetting or jumping to different writers and different authors, and so things are different. Right. And then you know, um, you you get uh, dictums from the 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 you know the. The, the heads up that are like, Hey, no, we got to Now this character has to be this. or there's a movie coming out and you're like, where am I? Where am I in this story? But to have right. these, the epicness, the epicness of one piece, 
uh, the epicness of even Scott Pilgrim, which is six volumes, but it's one story that feels like an odyssey. It's a love story yeah. odyssey yeah. on there. I recently um, started uh, rewatching uh, Dragon Ball because my nephew's okay. getting into it. And yeah. even just the anime of that is really fun. Uh, and which makes me want to go and pick up the manga. We'll talk about that later, why I'm hesitant <laughs> to. Uh, but yeah, so talk to me a little a little bit about there. I, you don't have to give me your whole history of the manga. I kind of know yeah. it, but just in, in... I mean, for me, I didn't... I never really read a lot of manga, right? Like, for me, it wasn't part of what I read as comic books. You know, getting into comic books in the early 90s, it wasn't something... I had lots of friends who watched Dragon Ball Z, but I didn't have cable. So yeah. I didn't watch Dragon Ball. And then... No, Toonami? No, and the thing that drove me nuts about Dragon Ball is like it'd be a twenty minute episode and two dudes just going, Oh, like waiting yeah. to fight each other. I'm like, guys, I don't I can't I can't do this. But in a book form, I would probably be okay with it, right? But you, yeah, you do watch like WWF first. <laughs> I do. So that's the thing. It's like all the things that I kind of love that would translate into manga. Um it just it just is never it's just never clicked. Isn't that for me. isn't that weird on paper? Manga, yes. as as the way our childhoods were and the things that we love seems like a no-brainer. We should have been reading manga from like age eight till now. <laughs> but it wasn't available in the same way it is now for kids, right? I think of yeah. like my son who has watched One Piece, who's watched Demon Slayer, who's watched all these things now. And, you know, he loves Pokemon, has watched all the Pokemon. He's watched, you know, Digimon, which was like a thing when we were kids in like the early 90s with Pokemon and Digimon. And he's watched all of that. He has every Digimon movie. Well, you gotta watch them, Josh. He's watched watched them several times. And and for me, I just go like, okay, the ease of access for kids now is much different, right? You can go into Barnes and Noble, and the manga section is gigantic. It's probably the thing they sell the most stuff, right? It's this huge, giant section of books, even comic book stores. Right. I think the thing for me is oftentimes manga art. I do not like. That's, so yeah. it's been it's been really hard for me to get into manga art because I don't to me it's not visually appealing. Yeah. And I can't put my finger on why. It's just not something that I'm into and it's not the black and white. It's not that there are some things that I really like like on my shelf right now. I have the complete Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind, right? Like that was that Miyazaki movie, um, but this is the manga for it. So I have it. It's giant, two big volumes, hardcover, beautiful, right? That art's a little different than I think the sort of what I would consider is house style manga art. Right. Right. Like it all looks the same. It's very much like house style DC or Marvel. If you like that, that's great. But I don't like oftentimes house style marvel or dc art either you like um, like kirby you're, like, you're attracted to like the kirby style yeah right i like old old marvel house style right like old kirby and stuff like that um and i i wonder if like that's part of the reason i never got into it later in life we like i said we read i am hero we read one volume together i read two volumes i was like oh i could do this this is not i mean it's 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 manga but it's it's kind of horror so that it's a little more, some of the art is a little more realistic than the cartoony nature of manga. But I also feel like a weirdo when I go into the manga section as a grown ass man. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's part of my problem to read it now it, is I feel like a, like a creep. Doesn't, doesn't it make you feel like you, like, like going to the regular comic section made you feel as a teenager? 
Yes. Like in the 90s, where you look around, you make sure no one you know is in the store. If there's other people in the section, you go to a different section and kind of hover around there. And as soon as it's open, like you, you beeline for the book you want. And then right. like you pick it out and then you're checking out and you feel like you almost have to like buy other stuff. Like, yeah, I'll take some gum. Yeah, this, this, this looks fun, you know? Yeah. I think <laughs> you got like an auto, is- auto magazine and FHM. the other part is like i just don't know what i would like there is so much Mm -hmm. manga like a giant and it it, it spans every genre anything you want to read one piece this epic pirate story dragon ball you can go read a manga just like just fishing like nothing about just just fishing tennis there's like a like a whole one about tennis and like baseball and there's a volleyball manga like all of this stuff where i'm like okay if I could figure out what it was I'd want to read, the price point is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The self-contained nature of it is wonderful. But I just don't want to go to the section and look through it and find what I want to read. There's just, there's so much of it. And I think I feel the same way, but you I need know like a little, about You need like a manga Sherpa. I do. I feel like I know enough about American comics that I can just go like, oh, I want to read this. I'm going to go in. I'm going to grab this thing. And if I'm hunting, I'm hunting for something weird, right? I'm or not you're going... hunting off of the authors you know or the artists you know. Right, right. And I don't know that in, in Japanese and in, in, in manga and in, in, in things like that. Um, so let's talk. So what did you find in One Piece that kept you? Because you said, like, I want the next set of these and I want the next set of these in paperback you want yeah. them for real what's driving you to make that and have you done it have you ordered it yet no i didn't get anything off that christmas list <laughs> neither did i but I... <laughs> we gotta start doing it like october and sending yeah, yeah, and yeah. sending links out to family and friends <laughs> um, so what yeah i'll talk about the the paperback stuff in, in a second but for one piece and i think this is one of the things that i, I find uh is maybe what people can gravitate to when it comes to manga is especially traditional Japanese manga, not like a Scott Pilgrim hybrid or a French manga even, uh, which is a whole kind of subcategory of it. And I think that's something that you more gravitate towards more than Japanese manga Um, is because the storytelling is universal, right? It's the hero's, the hero's journey uh, oftentimes, and that all feels very familiar. However, this, the small cultural stuff um, we're not limited by the morality of American morality or uh, uh, American customs and traditions. So when you're reading a manga and you turn the page, like anything can happen, right? You don't start, <laughs> you, you know, if I'm reading like a vision comic, it's written by Tom King. I roughly kind of know like how far out Tom can go and where yeah. the baseline is going to be. But when it comes to something like One Punch, no, one punch, uh, uh, one piece. Uh, it's you'll be reading it and it's fun, and then you turn the page and something so outside the box happens that you're like, oh, the reason you could be outside the, the the box because the box that all the Western writers in are in this, you know, it, it is yeah. it is bordered by you know Christianity and Western politics and all this stuff, but all of a sudden we're coming from a whole different culture where oh. Oh yeah, that that is something Protestantism that, didn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a whole different different aspect yeah. on on what a like what are the 
aspects of a hero, what we allow a hero to get away with and still like, and what we don't. Oftentimes you find, sometimes people will read like manga and they'll say, oh, I can't stand that character, it's so annoying. Even in One Piece, uh, you know, um, uh, the main character can be quite annoying, you know, at times. Uh, and, but from a Western sensibility, you know? Right. Um, so I, I find that uh, the, the outside the box, it's not thinking, but like reception uh, in reading yeah. it makes me feel that when I, I open up a new manga book, I'm like, anything can happen here. Like I, I know like a lot of storytelling tropes. I, that's, why I, that's what I teach. Uh, and yeah. I, I'm more surprised more often in reading a manga than I have been lately with Western comics. I can see that. I can see that. <clears throat> I think part of it for, you know, I think one of the things that I appreciate about it, and this is someone who isn't in it, right? I don't read a lot of it. I haven't actually read hardly any of it, right? I have a couple things that I would say are sort of on the outskirts of it, right? Whether that's, you know, stuff I've read because, you know, it's a, there's, there's a, um, now I can't remember. It's not on my shelf in here. It's on a different bookshelf in a different room, but you know, essentially it's about, um, the after effects of dropping the atomic bomb in world war two. Right. So it's like a, a guy who wrote a series of manga about this boy who's, um, him and his mom survived and his mom was pregnant and then has the baby. And so he has to go find rice for his newest born baby, like baby sibling. And it's like just him traversing the destroyed bombed out post bomb Japan, like Japan American occupation of Japan. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it looks like speed racer, but everybody's skin is falling off and it's this very sort of like dark take on it. Um, I read that. I used to actually share that with kids. And when I taught American history, like we would, we would read parts of that. Um, when I think of, you know, um, those are some things that I've found myself reading when it comes to manga is like getting a, cause I understand, like I have a grip on what that concept is, right? Like I can read this. Oh, I know I'm as a history person. Like I, I know about that. I taught about that. I know well, yeah, that even I something like ducks on that Canadian oil right. thing has a lot of manga elements. Very manga. Yeah. And I think when we talk about American indie comics, indie comics are very sort of manga esque in the way that they are produced one and the way that they're produced and the way that it's it, there's a continuity. So if you think of like, had she released ducks and several different smaller volumes, yeah, it would have, it would have been very manga like, right. American publishing doesn't work that way. Um, oftentimes, right. Unless you're looking at something like Oni press, which, you know, published Scott Pilgrim and, we think of like indie comics or I think web comics are probably the most manga type right. American thing, right? This idea of the serialized story that takes place forever, but it's chunked and it's small and it's, and it's in these bite-sized pieces to make your way through, but it's not, again, it's one creator telling one story or it's one group of people telling this ongoing story there's something appealing about that production aspect. And I think for you and I, as, as a podcast, that we've done this for 10 years, like there's a reason why we read graphic novels. There's a reason right. why we read trade, trade paperbacks. I think of like you reading this one piece reminds me of like, how did you first consume uh, preacher? How did you can first right. consume why the last man? It or was X-Men, done. Right. The yeah. idea of the continuity of all those things together. Right. 
Right. But I, I think of like more aspect, the, the idea oh, of like oh, getting, I see. Yeah. getting and reading, right? You know, you talked before on the show about how like you had the bucket yeah. with all of your, your preacher in it, right? Or why mm-hmm. the last man in it. And like that was, that is it. What's more manga than that after the fact? Like it came right. out in floppies You're, weekly. Good point. Yeah. But the most of, most of people who have read it since its release have read it in these trade paperback formats. And then you, where, you condense the trade paperbacks into like a vessel. Like it's just compacting and compacting and compacting because you're trying right. to to almost contain an epicness and curate it in a way where it's like, no, like binge, consume, uh, engorge well, yourself with this, this story. You, you think of the way that, that um, and I think guys like Kirkman have really understood the market for this. When you think of like, how, how did people really read um, Walking Dead? Right? right. Like, yes, people were reading it week to week, but the number of people who read it in trades, there's a reason why, like, there's a billion different versions of how you can read that. Right. Like, oh, there's the small trades. Oh, you don't want the small trades? Well, we've got the the bigger volumes or we've got the compendiums and there's this mm-hmm. many compendiums. Right. Like I have there's four compendiums. I have them on my shelf right now. Right. Because that's how I finished the series was by reading it in the compendiums. Right. Right. Like I was a trade reader. I read the trades and then I stopped at one certain point. I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to read it right now. But then, right. I was like, oh, okay, well, there's the rest of the stuff that I want to read in two volume, two big giant volumes. I'll just buy that. Right. Right. And I have it. You think of a story that's self-contained. It has a beginning, a middle and an end. And even if you think of, if you want to think about like the walking dead is very manga in nature. It's right. an epic story that continues and continues sure. and continues. But it does have an and, ending. But it does have an ending. And eventually you'll get that ending. And and for me, there's there's that's the appealing part to like, man, I wish I could find that manga that was right for me or find that thing that I could read because that appealing nature. And that's why like we read so many black label DC books, right? Mm-hmm. Why do I like that? style of publishing we've talked about it before right it's in and out three volumes let me tell you let me tell you my story in three oversized comics you don't have to wait four years monthly to find out the story yeah i'm going to tell it to you in six months yeah oh absolutely and i I honestly feel like um you know because i i we'll talk about like okay what's the next steps in 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 this manga journey but there's a sense of it's like a, a, a musical genre that it's always been around, but you just haven't been able yeah. to get into like jazz. Like there's a lot yeah. of being a jazz band, like in, in high school, but I never got into, I, I go, there's a lot I like about jazz, but there's always something keeping me out. One, it's very intimidating, yeah. like the history mm-hmm. of it and how much there is Two, I'm not sure like who to start with, but I know right. what kind of jazz do I like? But I right? know that if I can unlock that, there's this huge history. We're talking like, it would be it would be a whole nother, uh, um, just a thing to enjoy in life. You know, it's right. like if if I can crack this manga thing and one leads to another and to another, then you start knowing the writers and and start doing this because there's this long history of it. it, it there is something intimidating, but also really exciting about the possibility of br- breaking into a manga world. Now, can I can I tell you the intrepidation of it? <laughs> so here's here's the part that you mentioned a little bit earlier about just going and buying manga. Yeah. 
One, of course, I can I can put it on my Kindle. Like like I've been reading One Piece. No one's the wiser. You can order it on Amazon. Someone will drive, yeah. deliver it in a box. But I, but I think that's like again we're using that jazz analogy. It's like mm, manga is it's it's the the thin pages. It's the black and white inks. It's the yeah. uh, the reverse reading. Um, uh, the right to left. Um, it's the having the small. It's not like a big comic book. It's not a big omnibus. It's like that thing you right. can sit in bed with. So you want that experience. But where am I going to put those things, Josh? I'm like right. going to be 40 years old. I can't have like manga on my bookshelves. This it's got such a stigma to it, you know. And I want to be beyond that. But you look at it. It's the same way you walk into a bookstore and you just see all like number one, number two, number three, number four, and it goes to like number fifty. And then you have yeah. eight different collections of different manga titles. And now you have like a whole room full of a manga on bookshelves. Right. And it really says something about who you are, what you're spending your money and your time on. <laughs> But I, th- so like, here's the deal. Like, so I read a good amount of like shitty sci-fi. Like mm-hmm. I, I do, right? Like I read before bed and if I'm not reading comic books, like, and this is like, I don't own a lot of it in physical. I read it on, on my Kindle because one, I don't have space on my shelf, but like I was going through stuff and like, did I read that this year? I don't remember if I read that this year, but I read three of those books. How did I read three of those? I read this series and like, a month and just burn through this not great sci-fi, right? It's not bad. I mean, like, but yeah. for me, I do that same thing with pulp, right? It's this very, it's this thing where like, maybe digital is just the way I need to go. Right. Like I'm going to, if I'm going to dip my toe in, but there's something about that physical medium and having it. And it, it is, you just talked about reading pulp. Like that is what manga is, right? If you think mm-hmm. about it, it's that pulp book, right? It's cheap. It's published in a way that's cheap. It's all black and white. It's not it's like it's part great. of the experience. Yeah. It's not great quality. Right. And I wonder like, why is there a reason why American publishing has not, has not glommed onto that thing? Is it because the number of people who actually read American comics is so small and you can't piss them off. Otherwise you'll never sell any more American comics. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, and looking this up, it's guys, it's, it's guys the, in like their the 50s, color right? Like, is so expensive. It's it's yeah. it's it's a considerable amount more. If you've ever gone to like Kinkos and made color copies as opposed to yeah. black and white, you have some idea of what we're talking about here, right? Um, so it, it's just not as accessible. I mean, we're paying like six dollars for a single issue, like forty page comic these days, right? You know, I mean, and so it's like, I mean. And people are still paying it, and the industry is still keeping. Like, do you risk that to go to a cheaper, more, you know, affordable black and white recycled paper? But I wonder if comics like, are a collector's market now. And we we want and that's we, what I, we, and I we talk about. Like, we like the Brewbreaker hardcover, you know, all in one reckless stuff. You know, we like the the packaging. But but for me. I would rather that be the model of comics where every couple of months I get the story and it's, I'll pay 25, 20 bucks for that piece of the story more so than I like spending five bucks or $4 for a, a throwaway floppy, right? 30, 30 bucks for a hardcover bound uh, or um, yeah, 30 bucks for a hardcover bound colored, glossy 160 page story. Once a month, every or uh, once every six months, even. Yeah, that yeah, that's preferable. I 
And so I think, like I mentioned before, I think that's part of the draw for me about that DC Black Label stuff, right? Like it's oversized, it's bigger, it's an interesting packaging, and it's not something that I have to like, oh man, I like, right now I have not read a current Batman run since Tom King was on Batman. Right. Right. Um, Because like, oh, I didn't realize that there was a new writer. Crap, I've got to go back 15 issues to go read it. And at this point, DC's publishing for their for their trades is so off, right? Like it's not like, hey, remember we were reading Image and Image would do five issues and the next month the trade would come out. Cause they were they figured out how to crank those bad boys out. They were doing it. That was their model. I don't think that model lasts. I don't think that model works for them anymore. But when they when we were starting this podcast and they were at this blossom of what they were doing right yeah like that was the model five issues of trade five issues or six issues of trade whatever it was dc doesn't work that way so and again batman isn't read that way either right like it's a weird depending on who the writer is it's I, i think you can go back and read uh snyder's sort of court of owls things in trades now and and enjoy that and have fun with it but it's this thing where it's really tough though the price point on those dc books on those dc trades is expensive for just a soft cover dc trade like it's really hard for me to like buy that smash of events that are like different titles like okay there's some two issues of this batman then one issue of catwoman and then one of like this you know suicide squad um but so a new publisher just started doing oversized books distillery right comic creator owned um they do digital remember we we did a couple books that were by um i i, I couldn't think of the name of it but crap. yeah as there, there's they, gotta they be gave one you three shelf. different ways to buy it three different ways to buy it i liked buying the big Bundle. hard cut like the the but the soft cover of it right like that was the thing that i wanted to buy why can't i think of it but we read um yeah garth ennis was had garth a ennis the crime one sarah yeah you know, yeah sarah yes and what jesus christ jeff lemire did sentinel on it uh yeah. tko yeah. tko i could see TKO. it right now. Yeah, yeah. tko publishing distillery is this new one and they're doing sort of that big french style book the thing that i love the reason that i was buying those uh dc black label and i think it was like oh how can we tap this market how can we do this thing so they've got some big artists and stuff coming out. So I just purchased, they did one where it's called the devil's cut. And it's essentially like, here's a snippet of what we're going to be making. Yeah. Right. It's in the oversized thing. And then I just bought two things that came out. One of them is gone. It's by jock. So it's his written and drawn thing. Uh, sci-fi um, girl on a spaceship, like a um, stowaway. Right. Yeah. Then the other one I picked up was Somna and it is about a, it's very much a, it's uh Tula Lote and uh, Becky Cloonan. So two artists kind of doing their take on Salem witch trials, but like Gothic horror and yeah. erotica. If you like some, some nudity okay. and, and like the demon is trying to get this girl, like all the stuff that it talked about in like, the Salem witch trials, but they, yeah. it was not in the movie, right? Like, no, they had sex with a demon or whatever. Like that's, mm-hmm. so that's very much in there. But for me, I go like, okay, it's nine bucks, eight yeah. 99 to get this 50 page. It's oversized. Right. And maybe I'll buy the next two. And if it's just three issues or four issues, I'll do that. 
I'll spend eight bucks to get this oversized thing. Every couple months, I'll buy the next one. It's three issues, I'm done. But if you're going to try to tell a story like that for a really long time, right? I can't. I, I'm right. not in... I'm not in like that. I can't do, I can't buy oversized floppies for 10, 12 issues, right? I right. can't spend $8.99. I'd much rather, but I think in American comics, we are so tied to color and we're so yeah. tied to, which I love visuals. We talk about right. these colorists all the time, you right. know, but there's a reason why, like it just costs so much more. And there's something, there's something, that I just, I think the good part about manga, like having read some, like just, have, we just read Scott Pilgrim, this sort of westernized version of it. And the ability to just be like, I'm, 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 okay, I'm done with that one. Here's the next one. Read it really quick. There's something really. And cheap. Cheap. There's something really nice about that. Yeah. Right. You, but you, the cheapness in the price, but not in the story, you know. Right. Which is so great because you're like sometimes like, oh, it's by this author, you know, like Tom King's going to come out with something and it's like, oh, we're going to put it on there. Like we got, we got, we got to, you know, there's a certain price point we got to hit. But I'm just curious and maybe they have and I just haven't seen it, but I'm just curious why someone like DC or Marvel, which Disney has so much money, why they just don't try it. Yeah. With like an anthology thing, like the Shogun Jump stuff they used to do where it's like, okay, we're going to give that big old fat recycled paper black and white on there yeah we're gonna give like new writers and artists like little short stories that can continue each month for 10 pages uh you know cheap like we're i mean cheap 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 like as like this is like the run, like the runoff paper of whatever it is and just right. use that, you know? Well, I'm, I'm just curious, like, what is stopping them from going like, okay, well, we've got all these characters. We can do this out of continuity thing. Let's let, let's let someone run with telling their Iron Man story, but let's let them do it in manga. Like, let's let them do it in this format. And it's, this person's going to tell the Iron Man story and they're going to do it themselves. Or is the writing for that just, are like American writers not equipped to write that way? Do they, is that just something that they're not, you know, to tell that? I don't think so. I think they 10, I think 10 volume, but like, that's the thing. I'm curious why it hasn't happened. Well, one, I don't think it, I think it's, they always get pulled away. Like it's like, you know, Kirkman. Yeah. Maybe he had an end to it. Maybe he didn't, but like he had so many projects. I mean, he got famous that it's like, Oh, I can't keep doing this and advance my career past this in in Japan. Manga is a career within itself. You know, it's like, you want to get that hit that you can write for 20 years. Like that's the goal. Yeah. I, but I, I'm curious, I'm curious, like the idea of like, how do I, you know, how are we convincing? um, I wonder is do people who want to read manga, do they not care about that American character? Right. Is there, is it the thing where like the people who want to read Iron Man aren't going to read it in another format and the people who are reading this other format are not going to read Iron Man. Right. I think, I think those, I think those temple characters are married to the format at this point. That's what I'm curious. And so you can't start. I I think the only, and I would tell you what, what would be a great thing to do? X-Men. Just let someone do the X-Men Academy and have them just crank out their manga for it. Yeah. What, what would be it's, it's soap opera. I mean, it's that very serial serialized format. 
you can just continue that story. Is there um, something like but, that in manga, like My Hero Academy or something like that? Yeah, Academia. Yeah, yeah My Hero yeah. Academia. I, I think about like, so we're on break and Gabby and I are always struggling to find like, what's the 30 minute show? I don't want to watch an hour long show before we go to bed. Like, what's the dumb thing we can watch to kind of wind down? And you know what we found, Travis Rats? Days of Our Lives. And it's... <laughs> It's on. It's on Peacock. Did you ever? You were in. You were in Asia. So yeah, I, 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 I now have a Peacock membership because your goddamn so, Deep Space uh, Sequest. <laughs> so I never a, got rid of it. Like as a kid, Days of Our Lives was on every single day, and it's serialized and it's dumb. It's over the top. But like Gabby and I were like, let's just watch an episode and see if we can figure out what the hell's going on. And we're like, okay, there's something like you start at the beginning. Pulpy. No, we literally just started. We're like, okay, it's Friday. Let's go back to Monday's episode and let's watch a week oh, worth of okay, episodes because okay, okay. it's on every day, right? Yeah, yeah, And so yeah, yeah. you catch all the storylines quickly, right? Because they turn and burn these storylines, right? Yeah, yeah. But over a week, they introduce like 20, 20 characters, right? But the serialized pulpy nature of it being like, nope, this is it. Here's your little, here's your dumb story. It's going to carry on to this. And it's going to go. I, to me, that's what manga is. This idea yeah. of like this, what what is a soap opera, but like cheap narr- like narrative in a cheap format that you can pump out daily. Right. Right. Or you can pump out continuously. And I, I, I wish there was an art sensibility I could glom onto that I could read it a little better. I just, there's just this, this thing that I can't get past on some of it. That's just tough for me to go like, okay, I can, I can read that. I can get past that piece of it um so i i love the publishing aspect of it because i want the comic visual medium and i want to be able to read it and i want to be able to read it lots of it and i i love that medium but man the american publishing model for it is just expensive and just like hard to get it's a slog yeah the publishing not the stories but like there's just the weight and then or the right. price or the format or it's just like, gosh. Well, I think even if you're a trade waiter, like I haven't read a book in trades in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just the medium, like there aren't stories that hook me like they were when we first right. started this. You and I read a lot of like first volumes of stuff. And we want, we talked about maybe over the summer going back and reading a some revisit, volume twos yeah. of stuff we haven't read. But I think what I've enjoyed that we've read more recently is this self-contained stuff. Oh, there's a story. It's done. Right. I told, I told the story it's over. Do a power bomb. I told the story it's done. Yeah. Right. Like we talked about that being one of our favorite books of the year. Right. Like I told the story it's done. I think about like red Sonia where like it kept going after it, but it had that arc. It was like a, like a two trade arc and the main villain felt epic. You had the the main villain get it's come up. It's in the end. And then it kept going on, but like that was good. And then we we read that Scott, we read the Scott Brubaker we read the Brubaker book the um, Night Fever one right like right. in and out story done perfect I did it but I think what we're getting with Reckless right this multi trade only comes out in trades it's like high class manga yeah right like it's a hardcover it's glossy it's this it's your, but he's like I'm not your, gonna I'm it's your dad's manga I'm not gonna release it any other way this is the way I'm gonna do it this is your how dad, I make yeah. books. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. You got me. Brubaker, you can release this this way forever and I will buy it. 
Yeah. Because that's it's like how when you wait, again, Christmas time, like they always have in stores like the little ki- kiosk and like JCPenney's where it has like dad gifts, which are <laughs> base, it's basic shit, but they just kind of churched yeah. it up a little bit like nail clippers, but in a leather case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this oh, is a bo- My dad is a bottle. This. It's a bottle opener, but it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nickel. That's a real nickel. It's a real nickel. It's titanium coated. Um, but. Are you going to read some more One Piece, Travis? That's the question. I am. Um, I right now I'm debating. I'm holding off on whether I want to. Uh, and honestly, this is I'm, I'm looking at bookshelves because I'm thinking about instead of I have like two bookshelves here where I keep my books yeah. and stuff on there, and they're kind of overflowing. And uh, I was I was going to a furniture store here, and I'm thinking about purchasing enough bookshelves to cover one of my whole walls, which is the wall mm. bookshelf. Yeah. And I was like, if I do that, then I'm going into hard copy manga. All right. I'll, ha- I like I'll have that. the space for it. I can kind of give it its own little section o- over on there. You know, yeah. I can find some ways to, to make it less visually on there. Um, but because I, I want to keep reading the story, it's just the way the, the box sets are. If I start it now, because I'm, I'm about to like, start in the story, the second box set. I don't want to read half the box set I'm going to get and then buy the box set. You know, I want want to read my whole $130 worth or whatever it is, you know? Right, right. So I like for, I I agree with you on that one. I think what I need, you mentioned it, I need me a manga Sherpa. I need someone who tells me like, oh, you'll enjoy this. You should read this. And then I would need to dip my dough, I need to dip my toe like digitally. I'm not, I, I, I can't, I need, I need, no, I need a dosy dough on my toes. <laughs> no, I, I can't walk into the Barnes and Noble and search that. I can't no. pull books off the shelf because I'm going to grab one that I don't want someone seeing me hold. What's, well, yeah. What's nice with, with, with one piece is you still scroll the other way. Oh, all right. All right. You don't scroll uh, from, yeah. you don't scroll from the right. You scroll from the, uh, the left. Interesting. Interesting. So they're all trying right, to Travis. make it feel a little yeah. authentic. Yeah. All right, Travis. It's good talking manga with you. Absolutely. Uh, all right, folks. Thank you, for, thank you for tuning in. You can find us over at ComicExposure.com. All the episodes, all the show notes, all that good stuff is there. You can go back and listen to all of our episodes. Last week, we talked about uh, Scott Pilgrim. You can go listen to that if you haven't checked it out yet. Travis read the whole thing. I read the first three. Um, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. That's yeah. my the rest of my rest of my holiday break is going to be reading Scott Pilgrim. I really enjoyed it. Uh, check that episode out. You can go back and listen to our best of episode of the year where we talked about what our favorite books of the year were. Um, spoiled it for you. Uh, do a powerbomb. Uh, best book I read last year. I'm going to say it right yeah, there. Yeah, it goes fantastic. kind of our consensus in general yeah. of our thoughts. Uh, yeah. Do a powerbomb really, really came out of it did everything i wanted a comic book to do it was great uh so you can tune in travis and i have some more books coming your way we're gonna pick those figure out what they are and uh we'll see you next trade